You've heard the headlines. Get some perspective now with Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Hey, a good morning to you and a happy Friday. Congratulations. You made it. We're going to kick off the show talking about Uber. Going back in time? The lead. Yeah, what's old is new again. Chances are when you have booked your latest Uber ride, you've done so through that app. There's an app for that. There's an app for that. Well, apparently now... Uber is going to be testing a 1-800 number here in the Valley. You can now call Uber for a ride versus using an app. Why are they doing it? And why are they testing it here in Arizona? I, I, okay, this is like... You're uh, tongue-tied about this. This is like when Amazon started opening up stores and selling (laughs) books, right? You're going the wrong direction. Why are are you... I thought there's an an app for this. There was a point to what you were doing. Not what's your point. And how does the 1-800 number work? So currently, you would go on the app, those of you who maybe don't take Uber on a regular basis, you go on the app and you say, I want to go to Phoenix Sky Harbor. Yeah. Okay. And you say, find rider. You get to choose. Here's how much it would cost. Yeah. Right. And then find right. Boom. And it'll say, okay, uh, Alex will be uh, arriving in six minutes in a Prius. They're always in Priuses. So uh, you say, okay, cool. Alex will be here six minutes. It's a great Prius. So if I call the 800 number, am I basically having this? I just have to have that discussion with somebody? Yeah. The uh, the number, it's not really, well, it's 1 800, but it's 8. One eight three three. How funny is that? Already. Like I'm so I'm, I'm not used to even giving phone numbers no. out anymore. No, like I don't know how to do it. No. One. What? I have to dial one. <laughs> right. Eight three three. I've never seen that. I know. In my life. Use Uber. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. Okay. Now, why are they doing this? I have no idea. Well, you know what? They're they're doing it for a variety of different reasons. No Just ones. because a majority of riders use apps doesn't mean that our responsibility to provide accessible transportation ends with them. And that's why over the years we've created features like Uber Assist and Wave to support those with a variety of needs and no. capabilities. So that was really the impetus for one eight three three use Uber. Because not everybody has a smartphone. Now, only what? I think it's 20% of people don't. (laughs) Less than 20% of Americans don't own a smartphone. Okay. So we're going over a really small piece of the pie. You, You need to be taking Uber. But that piece of the pie is for... The elderly. The goal of the feature is to uh, to provide access to those that may need a little extra assistance. So, um, older adults, you know, represent one population um, that that we do expect to use the feature. Yeah. Uh, but it's really anyone that's looking for a little bit of extra assistance. Okay. So all this reminds me of, and you're, I'm not this funny. So you're going to have to to take my word that okay. this really happened. I get an email from my mom. Oh, I love Mrs. Bruce's mom. She's awesome. So uh, Annalisa is getting ready to take a trip out here, by the way. And um, she doesn't want to leave her car at the airport. Okay. And we had told her about Uber instead of a taxi. Mm-hmm. So I get an email. Follow, the, follow the, the progression here. All right. I'm with you. I get an email. I open it up. And it says, from mom to Bruce, what is the phone number to Uber? I got an email. Asking me what the phone number was to an app to an to the 
I, I, I'm stunned that the Earth didn't start reversing on its axis. I'm like, I don't even know where to start with this, Mom. Your mind was blown. Don't even know where point. to start with this. But you know what? You're, you're sharing that story right now, and I'd venture to say there are folks that are driving around listening and going, I got that same email from my mom or What's dad. What's the phone number Right? What's Uber? the phone? Well, you, you want a phone number for Uber, folks? one 833 Why are they number. testing this? Because this is only your mom. Your mom wouldn't be able to call that number in D.C., or Virginia. Don't don't get her started. Okay. But she could call it here. So if she comes out anyway. to visit you, yeah. she could she could use this, uh-huh. right? But they're testing it here okay. in Arizona. Why do they choose us here? God, God forbid. Our growing elderly population. I mean, and they've even, you know, tested it out at some community centers here. Um, they talk also about, you know, we've been the testing ground for different Uber products before. Oh, most there notably, is that. their self driving car program. Yeah. That ended well. Um, Ouch. That was horrible. <laughs> They had to stop it because their driver killed somebody. I I get it. All right. Uh, Hopefully, this has a much different kind of outcome. And I say hopefully it has a much different outcome because did you see this video? This video of the Uber ride from hell. I mean, you had somebody who gets in an Uber. Okay, so this kind of reminded me of the ride I had in Miami. And I'm still convinced the Uber ride I had in Miami is the reason I have the lowest Uber score on the show. Probably in the building. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy, well, he wasn't nice. He was running stop signs. And I was just like, get me out of this death machine. I'm sure he knocked me a couple of stars for that. Uh, But did you die? (laughs) But did you die? No. Uh, Almost. And it reminded me, mine wasn't this bad, but there was right. this video, this live streaming video mm-hmm. of of a couple. Yeah, they're going out on a date night, right? So what do you do? You have an Uber pick you up at your house. And as they're, as they're in the ride, right, uh, the Uber car gets rear-ended. Okay, there's a, there's a fender bender. Yeah, you know what? Unfortunately, it happens. Got it. What doesn't typically happen, and the woman was like, I thought we'd pull over and, you know, they'd exchange numbers and paperwork and then we'd be on our way to dinner. Got Not it. what happened. No. The guy who uh, the hit the Uber uh, driver took off and it's like a hit and run. Well, then the Uber rider wasn't having it and started going after the car that just left. And it went, it, it went downhill. It went downhill fast. Oh, well, we got to stop it because I got four kids. I can't be riding like this. I got kids. Right. So, I mean, this guy's blowing through stop signs, Driving blowing nuts. through uh, red lights, almost hits somebody on a bicycle. At that point in time, they're like, oh, yeah, he, w- he wouldn't let them out. He wouldn't pull over to let them out because then he might lose the, the guy who hit him. No, he went straight fast and furious. It, yeah, it totally went straight fast and furious to the point where the woman called 911 well, she calls the from the back seat of All the right. Uber. Right here. Okay, we're in the lift and we just got hit. So the lift driver is following the, um, the, per- the person. He won't stop. He won't let us out either. He want to catch the dude. And we're running through red lights like... Two people almost hit us. Hey, yo. Okay. I just oh, want to get out. Okay, he can hear you, ma'am. He can hear you. He can hear you. He can hear you. Oh! What's happening? He just, somebody just hit us. Yeah, someone just hit them. Right, so that's what you're hearing there is somebody just hitting their car. Now, luckily, they were okay. 
They were okay. Uh, police obviously are coming at that point in time. They were they were checked out. <laughs> Where's your emergency? Right, right here. here. What's going on? Tell him he needs to pull over. Right. He can he hear can you, ma'am. He can hear you. He can hear you. He actually, the driver actually is the one that it, dialed 911 and handed the phone to them. Yeah. I don't know if that was an attempt, and he's like, hey, let 911 know that this guy hit me and is running away. And they're yeah. like, no, 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 no. We no, just no. want to out. Us. We want out. He, oh, so man. He has been charged with kidnapping. Good. The Uber driver. Good. She said Lyft on the phone. It was an, an Uber. Uber. But, yeah, uh, yeah. For, you know, people <laughs> use it as a generic term. But he got charged with kidnapping. Good. Because he wouldn't let him out of the he car. He should be. Really. Reckless driving, kidnapping. So... Uh, uh, also, you, work environment. I don't know. That's you, ridiculous. You had that issue in, in Miami a, in an Uber. I had it in a taxi cab in New York City. <laughs> but here's what I didn't realize: I thought all taxi cab drivers drove like that until I'd taken other taxi cabs in New York. Wait, I didn't realize that they didn't drive down the sidewalk. Didn't you have one in, in Vegas too? Well, I was in an accident in Vegas. Yes, where the guy we got t-boned in a, in a cab because our our cab driver made a four lane illegal change. I traffic. am never getting in an Uber, Lyft, or taxi <laughs> with you. That's I, what yeah, I've I'm, learned from I'm this. I'm in a taxi, and this guy's literally got two wheels up on the curb, and he's kind of no, on the is, sidewalk. Is that LA? Was that in, is in New York, York or Vegas? And, and like it's a red light, and he goes through it, and I'm like, well, I went in New York, <laughs> and my friend was from New York, and she's like, this is not normal. This is, and I go, this is not okay. I don't know. I've seen movies, you know, taxi cab drivers like follow that dude and i'd be I, he, this is just how this guy drives have you guys had a crazy experience Hold in a, what? She, oh wait she, oh, yeah. my friend said stop i want to get out she got out i stayed what does that say about you i said let's come on i want to see how this ends <laughs> you're like not only did i get a ride i also got an adventure an adventure you got an adventure an experience i like to call it, it was a unique experience and i have a have story you- to tell have you had a unique experience? Do you oh, have a story to tell? Oh I still blame the driver down in Miami for my low, low Uber rating. You had one in, Ve- in Vegas and in New York. How about you guys? Give us a call on our open mic line, 602-200-2733. Crazy experience, an Uber, Lyft, taxi. What's your story? We want to hear it. 602-200-2733. Open mic line brought to you by Carol Royce Team. Your home sold guarantee or Carol will buy it herself. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. Is the attorney general really be- Beefing with Trump, I, I, I'm not buying it. We'll, we'll, we'll play you this the, the latest, the back and forth, if you will, through Twitter and interviews. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. I'm going to acknowledge there's a lot of moving parts to this next story. It involves Roger Stone. It involves the Department of Justice, the Attorney General, Trump. There's a few other things in there that are orbiting and satelliting around it. So it started with uh, Roger Stone, who has been uh, found guilty in federal court for a variety of uh, convicted on five counts, I want to say. And as part of he's getting ready to be sentenced next Thursday as part of that, which is standard operating procedure, the prosecutors, in this case, the Department of Justice, provide a. Guideline. Sentencing guideline to the judge. Here's the sentence we recommend. You can pick the story up from there. They they, they suggested seven to nine years, yep. of which I have no idea if that's high, low, or in the middle. I'm not a it's federal actually, prosecutor. It's actually the sentencing guidelines. They follow the okay. sentencing guidelines, and the guidelines would recommend seven to nine years. Now, the judge gets to decide whether or not that's the case. They don't have to go by the guidelines. 
But when the guidelines came out, the president was none too happy. Roger Stone is one of his friends. He thinks seven to nine years is too much. Too much. The president started tweeting about how he thought that this was a horrible thing. Unfair. And then the Department of Justice comes out and says, you know what, we're going to amend the recommended sentencing. The prosecutors who were working on the case were like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You know, we've worked so hard on this for years. We're following guidelines. You're bowing to political pressure from this president. Right. Rage tweet. You're we, gonna you're, we're gonna change the sentencing quit. guideline from a rage tweet. We quit. Yeah. So, they so quit. all four federal prosecutors uh, on this case from the federal government quit. Yeah. Um then it became uh Attorney General William Barr, who is head of the Department of Justice. Was also talking about how, you know what, these guidelines weren't sent by him. And a lot of people got ticked off. A lot of people within the Department of Justice, a lot of Republicans who took a look at this and said, you know what, the the president is overstepping his bounds. I didn't say it out loud. These are things that, you know, you're kind of hearing whispers behind the scenes. And they couldn't defend that the Department of Justice has become political, uh, a political arm of the White House. So fast forward, that that's kind of like the, the Cliff's Notes version. We okay. wanted to get you up to speed on that. So yesterday, uh, I'm 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 preparing for the show, Bruce. Mind your own business. I see like a breaking news headline that comes across the website that I was on. Yeah, and it says something to the effect of William Barr blast Trump's tweets on Stone's case. And I'm like, really, the attorney general, the, mm-hmm. the guy who has been like elbow elbow lockstep with this president, is blasting him. What's going on there? Well, he sat down with ABC News and did an interview, which in and of itself seemed a bit odd to me. But in that interview, he doesn't do a lot of them. No, no. Here is what Attorney General William Barr had to say about the president's tweets. To have public statements and tweets made about the department, uh, about uh, our people in the department, our, our men and women here, about cases pending in the department and about judges before whom we have cases uh, make it impossible uh, for me to do my job and to assure the courts and the prosecutors in the in the department uh, that we're doing our work with integrity. He started that with, I think it's time to stop the tweeting about the Department of Justice criminal cases. And I got to admit, when I first read that, my initial reaction was, whoa, wow, did not expect... A.G. Barr really? to come out like this. My initial, okay. my initial reaction was, Fair. okay, but you know, batting down the hout to a line in the sand. Got the president yeah. that's coming after you, just like he did oh, Jeff yeah. Sessions, uh, the former else. A.G. Right, yeah. right. And then I took a step back, and here's what went through my mind. Um, I don't quite know what this says about me, but I'm like, whoa, you know what? This is calculated. This is calculated. That was my first reaction. That was your first? Not my second one. Not my first. My first reaction was, I call BS. I call shenanigans. Okay, and let me see if you're calling shenanigans the same way I am. Go for it. So, um, and let me follow it up. It only furthered it because this morning, Trump tweets again, quote, the president has never asked me to do anything in a criminal case, unquote, attributed to... Attorney General Barr, Trump in his own words. This doesn't mean that I do not have as president the legal right to do so, but I have so far chosen not to. This is the cover up to the crime. The crime was Trump trying to interfere in the courts, in the judiciary, in the process. And now Barr having to come out saying and play the victim. 
you know, it's not helpful when he does this. And he never asks me to do anything. We didn't we didn't change any sentencing guidelines because of a rage tweet in the middle of the night when it's obvious that they did. So they're trying to cover, they're going back and trying to cover their tracks. BS. When when it says that Barr blasts Trump's tweets on Stone's case, I this, I believe, was calculated. Absolutely. That they, the, they being the administration, was seeing the, the tremendous blowback of the, the president's actions. And how do we get out ahead of it? Well, why don't we allow, you know, uh, AG... Bar to go out and say it makes it impossible for him to do this job because of these tweets. But the president, the, I believe the president signed off on that. You did not have well, AG Bar go rogue Can and I sit down with ABC News and say these things. It'll be the first time in recorded Trump history that he didn't respond by calling the tweeter, in this case, AG Bar, the inter- or the person who did the interview, a variety of names and uh, accusing him of, of being a hoax, a witch hunt, and part of the deep state. No. It's the first time he's been rebuked in public, and he went, okay, <laughs> BS. They're working together on yeah, it. They're, it's trying to clean, they're trying to clean up their mess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't buy it for a second. I did. No, no, no. No, you no, not I for did a second. I did buy it Got for a couple it. seconds. So, is it time to get rid of the active shooter drills in schools? We have teachers' unions calling for it, and one of their arguments is... It's really causing a lot of problems with the kids. We're going to talk about that coming up next on Arizona's News Station. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. Billy Ocean. I can name that in two notes. Love Zone. You get the gold star today, then. Happy Valentine's Day and... They say it's your birthday. It's Arizona's birthday. Yeah, Arizona. Uh, uh, Arizona became a state's Arizona statehood day in uh, on this date in 1912. And if I could do math, I'd let you know how old we are. Oh my gosh! But it's over 100. That much I know. But happy birthday, Arizona! You're gonna look a day over 100. I'll give you that. Um, I thought this was kind of uh, um, I was not expecting to see this headline, Pamela. No. A call for an end to active shooter drills at schools. Why Why does that surprise you? I thought we were going to have more of them. I thought the emphasis was on more, quote, safety and security at schools, and that these active shooter drills were kind of part of keeping kids safe. Um, but I do and can understand the argument where some teachers unions are coming out saying, those of you that think that active shooter drills make kids safe at school, haven't been in a school and see how it impacts the kids. Yeah, I've been saying this all along. Uh, so this didn't come as a surprise to me at all. You've got two of the nation's largest teacher unions that are calling to the end of these unannounced active shooter drills at schools. Now, why are they doing this? Well, you've got mental health professionals that have begun warning about the effects of these drills on students. Wow. And yes, that is a very real concern for me. And this became a concern for me. Listen, I, I've, I celebrated my 17th anniversary at KTIR on Wednesday. Yes, you did. All right. So I've been at, at this for a while. Uh, guess what happened two years ago today? Stoneman Douglas. Okay? Really? That was two years ago. That was two years ago mm. today. You and I, unfortunately, have had um, 
the, the chance to tell they, people about active shoot, shooters, like shooters on campus and students dying well, too frequently on this program. For whatever reason, they always happen between nine and noon. Well, you're like, yeah, yeah. University of Virginia. Newtown. We were all on the air, yeah. and you start getting the, the uh, reports of um, might be victims, and 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 then the, the every time that happens, our hearts sink because we've sat here before and just watched it as the numbers have rolled up. Sure, you never know. And, and so it's one of those things where you and I are all too familiar, unfortunately, with this story, and we're also unfam- too familiar with. These active shooter drills. Mm-hmm. But as a mom, not just a talk show host, I got to tell you, the, the pit that sunk into my stomach, the day that I'm going to pick Riley up from school, I get the text alert that says they're in a lockdown. Um, Chandler police told the school to go in a lockdown and it was immediately lifted like five minutes later. So there wasn't this threat, so to speak, that was looming for an extended period of time. But when I picked her up, you know, I'm asking. How was your day at school? Like, yeah. what is she going to give me in this? Because she was in kindergarten at the time. Oh, wow. And, well, you know what? We had a lockdown today. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to hear from a kindergartner's mind what that meant. She's like, well, you know, we, we have to turn off the lights and we have to be quiet. And she's like, I'm just glad I wasn't in the bathroom. Okay. Okay. Like, why? Where do we go with that? Why, why are you glad that you why weren't there? in the bathroom? She's like, well, because if you're in the bathroom during a lockdown, you have to stand on the toilet. And I said, what do you mean? And she was, we have to stand on the toilet so the bad guys can't see your feet. And that's when it hit me. That's when it hit me when I'm like, she's in kindergarten. I, as an adult, have never gone through a scenario where I've had to practice standing on a toilet so somebody can't see my feet to kill me. But the only thing I can relate it to is fire drills. And... I remember elementary, you know, maybe some junior high or whatever, having fire drills where like the alarm would go off. You'd have to line up and you'd go outside. Can I point out nobody ever thought a school was going to catch on fire? There was no incident uh, that we were aware of. It wasn't in the news that schools were burning to the ground and because kids didn't have proper fire drill training that they were they were dying in the schools. We never took fire drill seriously because there was never a fire. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? This is different because these kids are exposed to these stories. You, as a parent, have to explain on some level they're bad people in the world and they try to do bad things, but you're safe and you reinforce that. But then they go to school and they're forced to stand on the toilet because, quote, what if there's a bad guy? Now, in Arizona, there aren't many active shooter drills. They'll do lockdown drills. Okay. You know, evacuation drills, but the active Is that shooter fundamentally different uh, from what I gather. Yes. OK. But even in the lockdown, think about this. Right. So whether you're in an elementary, middle or high school, mm-hmm. you're in a lockdown. Everyone hides in the corner. They turn off the lights. They close the window. And what happens? I don't know about you, but I start running through the scenarios in my mind. What if this is real? What's going on? What if someday this is real? And if someday this is real, what would you do? What do you, you're thinking about would I die at school? Ugh. You're putting in these kids' minds the situation where they start contemplating what would happen if. What? And with that, it is a dangerous place to be. Dangerous in their mind. Yeah, when we know I that two tenths of one percent of gun deaths 
occur on school grounds. Think about this. Tenths of a Have you ever had a close call in a car? Sure. Where somebody either hits you or you almost hit someone else? Daily. It rattles you. Sure, yeah. you, you've got the adrenaline pumping through Somebody your veins. Somebody runs a light and just misses you, know, you or something. It, yeah. it, it, it takes minutes yeah. for all of that to dump out of your system. And then I start going through the, well, what if? Sure. What if, if they I'd would have gotten have to that me? intersection two seconds earlier? Or and whatever. then you start going through the how that would have changed my life. Would that have impacted? How would that have impacted my family? And you start running through the scenarios of... Of things that aren't aren't pleasant. And if you're a little, if you're a kid, that, you have no way of processing that. Yeah, you don't know how to maybe accurately assess risk at that at some of those ages. And they're doing it every year, sometimes multiple times a year. Hmm. And I'm glad that health officials and mental health officials are coming out and going, we're doing some damage to kids by planting this seed and reinforcing it over and over and over again over a risk that most likely won't happen. Do we need to get rid of active shooter or these kind of drills at school? Give us a call on the open mic line. Comment on this. What, what are your thoughts? Have you had an experience with your kid in, in, in the active shooter or, or lockdown drills? 602-200-2733. 602-200-2733. That is our open mic line. Happy Valentine's Day or maybe a Singles Awareness Day. If you're uh, flying solo this year, we've got some things you might want to try out. They're clever. They're creative. And we'll share them with you next on Arizona's News Station. Get some perspective. Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes. KTAR News on 92.3 FM. Right. And a happy Valentine's Day to you. Uh, Speaking of Valentine's Day, while some of you have plans with your sweetie or significant other, um, for people who are not currently in a relationship of anything other than the plant or goldfish at their house. Um, what can they do? Because this is a day that, that uh, the couples kind of rub their nose in it. <laughs> right? Well, okay. You know, it's it's been called Singles Awareness singles Day. Singles Awareness Day. And I, But I don't think you have to be single to have a story about your ex. You could be in a, a healthy, functioning relationship and still have had a really negative story or situation with an ex. So... That's why they're the ex. Right, exactly. Oh, okay. So whether, you know, you are single and, you know, you kicked them to the curb yeah. or whether you are in a happy relationship, but you still remember oh. just how bad that yes. was and you're glad it's gone. Well, you know what? There are a couple things you can do today. Um, let me take you to San Antonio and the zoo at San Antonio. Okay. I'm heard it's lovely. They have their, uh, their very first Cry Me a Cockroach event. Cry Me a Cockroach. Cry me a cockroach yeah what they're doing is you can yes for five dollars five dollar you can name a cockroach okay after your ex (laughs) okay and then they're gonna feed it Uh to an animal okay that's the san antonio zoo Oh, okay. How about this one? How about this one? Okay. Hold on a okay. second. I've got to Google san antonio zoo. you're like, you know what? Uh, i got 20 bucks. Yeah. How's that? Do you have 25? Why? Because for 25 dollars oh boy if your ex was a snake you can even name a rat after them, and they'll feed it to the snake for 25 bucks. Is there like a live stream video of this? Because <laughs> okay, that would be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want to see it, okay? Oh, yes, I know it's going to happen. I want to see it. The responses to this are hysterical. How about this one? I'm ready. Whatever eats my ex's roach 
will probably get indigestion. There is that. Bon yes. appetit. Porter thing. Okay, so you've got that going on San in Antonio San Antonio. Zoo. Shout out to them. All right, but maybe you're the one that's hungry. Okay. All right. Uh, how about this? If you got dumped or scorned by a relationship and aren't excited about Valentine's Day coming up, Burger King might turn that crown, or should I say frown, upside down. In a release there. the company announced on February 14th, it will be celebrating anti-Valentine's Day by letting customers bring in a printed photo of their ex in exchange for a Whopper. Guests in the Big Apple can not only bring a photo, but also a specified piece of clothing, specified. letters, or even a stuffed animal to get their burger. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling of the specified part. Uh, so, okay, so it has to be a printed photo. They put that in there because everybody would be walking up with their phone going, this one. Yeah, and I mean, it's New York, L.A., San Francisco, Boston. Okay. They're the ones that are doing it. So but you can, you can, I, I, I still think it, it's you funny. Get a, you get a Whopper if you trade in... A picture of your ex. You're like, I don't want this anyway. Instead of like cutting them out of the picture, just turn the whole thing in. And, have and you ever? Have I ever? Did you do that like in high school? Cut out. I didn't have boyfriends in high school. Okay. Seriously. Fair enough. I didn't. All right. Um, I was thinking that's a high school thing. Well, you just cut them out. Right. Where you have the picture. And you, Nowadays, and they, and though, just, you just edit them out. You just Photoshop you just them pull, out. Well, you just pull it up on your phone. You like hit the edit button. Do, 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 do. Did a little framing on the side. You're good to go. There's you the- on the beach <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> All right. We're, we're laughing because, you know what? It is Valentine's Day. Yeah. I have a Valentine. He's awesome. My husband, Chris. Yeah. We, you're, you married a Valentine. I so you've got a. Sweet. It's a permanent one. But I know that. Uh, uh, you know what? There, there have been some Valentine's Days in my past where, yeah, a Whopper or a cockroach was probably the route I would go. So oh. we, we, we want you. We want you to uh, to share in this, right? right. Uh, you know, you're, you're not in San you're not in San Antonio where no, the uh, Crimea cockroach event is oh, taking place. Got to be able to do it online. I'm and the the Whopper is available in New York, L.A., San Francisco, and Boston. Not necessarily Phoenix. So we're going to give you an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? We are of the people, and we provide <laughs> a service of the people so, by the people. So, um, we're going to give you thirty seconds. Oh. To uh, to tell us why your ex is awful. Okay, how many cuss words are we going to allow? No, 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 no. You got to keep it clean if it's going to air. He's going to have to edit this. Well, yeah, and, and you know what? If you can't keep it clean, Uh-oh. then it doesn't make the air, and um, that kind of defeats the what purpose. Are the, you, you can't use their last name. Right, right. Only first names because okay. we'll have to beep out the last names because we're not we're not going to put them on blast like that. Right. But uh, I'm just trying to think. You got 30 seconds. So I have 30. Se- I mean, <laughs> you have 30 seconds. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, what's the number? Us? What's the number? I need, you need to call. Why your, why your ex is awful. <laughs> it is our open mic line, Bruce. 602-200-2733. 602-200-2733. Give us a call. Tell us why your ex is awful. Keep it clean or else it won't make the air. We'll just laugh at you off the air. And, um, you know, we'll be playing some of those back later in the show. Open mic line brought to you by the Carol Royce team. Your home sold guarantee or Carol will buy it herself. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. Trump wants to take money from the military to spend on the wall. Well, the military in Arizona means Luke Air Force Base, Davis Monta, Yuma Air Station. Are you okay with that? And our maybe a better question is, are our senators and congresspeople okay with money from Arizona? Military installations going to the wall. We'll talk about that. It's coming up next on Arizona's News Station.